Welcome to the Be Free RE podcast, where you learn how to make your job optional. I'm your host, John, who's just getting started on his journey. But in the last year, I moved across the country, bought four apartments, make money as a landlord, no longer pay rent, and I have my first child. I'm joined by your co-host and my guide, Tony Angotti, who in five years quit his job and now manages over 80 units through a combination of house hacks, flips, and partnerships. So with that, let's jump into how you can do less of what you have to do and more of what you want to do. Tony, welcome back. How was vacation? It was great. I was in the belly of the beast. I was down in uh, Florida. I didn't see any live stories. However, I did find out that there's a guy for pretty much everything down in Florida. Like, <laughs> hey, do you need your grill to be cleaned? There's a guy for you. Like, literally a guy for everything. So, Wow. Are these like people that are like 55 and live in the Everglades? And No, it's just people who find a very specialized job for themselves. They're just scrapping. I like it. Yeah, wish uh, wish we had more of those in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, we have a different kind of scrap in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, today uh, I'm actually going to tell a Florida tenant story about a Florida tenant that I know. Uh, okay. First-hand Florida tenant experience. Nice. Um, and then we're going to answer a call from Jack, who is either in Washington or Washington D.C. Uh, talking about rehabs. And uh, after that, we'll we'll talk about all the wisdom you acquired in Florida. So with that. Uh, Let's jump into the Florida tenant. Unless you got anything you need to get off your chest. No. No. All right. Just this gigantic 50-pound weight. <laughs> okay. I won't ask. <laughs> uh, so, the Florida tenant story I have is, uh, so this apartment is rather old. Uh, Pittsburgh has a lot of old houses and old apartments, uh, like 1900s. And sometimes the valves on uh, the toilets and things are hard to turn uh, or hard to shut off, basically. So, this tenant came home and was blackout out drunk and fell asleep on the toilet and I guess when they sat down on the toilet they like slammed their back into the tank and they shattered their toilet tank and essentially proceeded to flood not only their apartment but all the apartments below them and uh, to make the story worse it was actually the girlfriend's apartment it was not actually the blackout guy's apartment himself and her parents were supposed to come the next day and because the shutoff valve was so old and he was black out so he couldn't turn it she had to call the fire department so how about that <laughs> how about that catch him outside yeah oh man so nobody knew to just go to the basement and turn the water off in the building i haven't you know I, I have no idea about the exact nuance here but uh um yeah i guess it remains nice. to be seen if florida tenant is back on tinder or not but my my suspicions are uh... yes <laughs> I don't I don't know. Maybe they're a bumble person. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like your optimism. Yeah. Those are the only two dating apps I know. Well, and it's also... I, I, my relationship predate dating apps. I don't really know anything about them. Yeah. Uh, same with me. But I just like <coughs> oh, that... I got the Rona. <laughs> Actually, I uh, I did test negative. Oh, well, congratulations. I'm safe. I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> we could do this whole thing in person, won't it? Uh, yeah. Um, maybe next year. Maybe next year. Anyway, that's, that's not a great a great event i, I know what oh, do you yeah. do in that scenario call your insurance company dude i have no idea what you do i mean hopefully they had renters insurance yeah that's what i was gonna ask you make sure renters insurance is in their lease and but yeah, if, yeah. You, if you don't man. oh my yeah anyway hopefully our our buddy here on our next call doesn't have the same scenario so what do we got going on uh let's jump in and see what they ask 
Hey, John and Tony. This is Jack calling from the Washington, Washington D.C. area. Uh, first off, I wanted to give a, a big shout out to you, Tony, and your team for, you know, all of your help. Uh, I recently purchased my first rental property in Pittsburgh and just had a great experience working with you guys and especially Adam. So thank you for all your help. I, I truly mean that. Uh, so my question is, since I live out of state and invest in the Pittsburgh area, what would be your advice on handling rehabs out of state? And I've done some research on this topic and have a vague idea. But, you know, rehabs are just kind of overwhelming to think about, even when you live close by, not to mention when you live, you know, multiple hours away. So, yeah, any any advice you have on, on this uh, topic would be awesome. Uh, thank you. Ooh. Yeah, I think he means it. I was whenever people say rehab, and I have to train my brain not to think like Paris Hilton. Even though you're in the real estate business, you still even think... though I'm in the real estate business, I usually call them renovation to create a, uh, a more know, positive frame. Vibe here. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the kind words, Jack. Um, Adam. Adam does a great job. He's one of my team members. So that you, if you never met Adam, that's uh, that's that's who he's referencing. But thank you for the kind words, and I hope. Hopefully we can make this rehab successful and then you'll be onwards to more and more growth in your young portfolio. <laughs> so um, handling out-of-state renovation, correct in saying that even when you're local, things are difficult. And this is where I think um, having somebody local that you can trust to at least go check on some people here and there is useful, whether that's a property manager or your agent or somebody, I would expect to compensate them for their time checking up on it. But having somebody local is useful. Additionally, you said you're from Washington, D.C., so that's another useful thing. Like, I know that you can't oversee people on the daily, but as long as you have good contract recommendations from your, your agent and those people go, you can probably do like a final punch list walkthrough on your own and then have somebody else kind of checking the day to day thing. That's that's what I would do. I would just come back for like a, a punch list type thing at the end, especially for the first job. If you haven't worked with the uh, contractor yet, since you're close enough that you still make a drive. Um, that might be a little bit easier than otherwise. Um, but primarily, the thing here is just getting good recommendations. So number one, when you're out of state working with someone that can provide those recommendations, whether that's your property manager or your agent or someone like that. And then number two, having someone nearby that can check up on you. And that would be, again, like a property manager or a real estate agent acting as a project. Those are my my two main advice. So you'll be trusting people more than your... Yeah, that makes sense. I think the other thing you've talked about in the past, Tony, is just making sure that the um, any kind contracts or any uh, documentation with the contractors is properly set up and incentivized. Yeah, that and making sure you don't give any more than is required by law upfront. So if they demand some amount of money upfront, just, um, you know, they can only ask so much and that's based on your state that you're in. So don't, uh, you know, don't give them all the money upfront or something like that. Perfect. All right. Yeah, that's a pretty succinct answer. A lot a lot more educational than our usual ones here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I got nothing to add going through nice. renovations. Hard to find good people. So if you find good people, act accordingly. Indeed, indeed. So this is a short episode. Yeah, we're, uh, we're very efficient this episode. What? Um, yeah, we're streamlined. Yeah, exactly. What's something that you learned this week? Got anything? Mm, I would say for us, um, we're in the process of looking at a place that has wood panels on the wall, and uh, we are learning that uh, you know just adding crown molding after you paint something like that can really help. Uh, instead of making it look like you're like covering up a look, it can really help transition into like a much more decided and deliberate look especially they have this like small crowd molding now um anyway there's kind of ways to make um what appears to be like a very challenging uh 
visual environment, very like very workable. So when you have some of these cosmetic issues, I think having like a can-do attitude is just really helpful and not being scared of it. That's, that's That would be something I learned. Yeah, that's good. I think uh, with the paneling, you might be better served by just replacing it with drywall. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Just go rent a truck. That's another tip. Like if you ever, um, if you ever, if you don't have a truck and you're kind of do it yourself some stuff. What we did in the initial stages was we would just get a U-Haul van and like just uh, rent it for a day and go pick up everything that couldn't fit in a car and just do that one day. You can also pay for delivery, but sometimes delivery of all that stuff is ludicrously expensive. Um, but yeah, definitely having that like can-do attitude will get, get things done for you. Indeed. And how about you, man? I think that one of the things that I find useful a lot is just to manage expectations and everything that you do. So I find that when people are disappointed in anything or when people get frustrated when they expected one thing and got another. Mm. So in any of your deals that you're doing or negotiations or timelines or anything, if you're relying on someone else to do something, a lot of times it's useful to give yourself a buffer between how long someone else tells you it will take and how long tell the person dealing with it will take. Like if somebody says, I find that in real estate, a lot of people over promise. So like if a contractor says, yeah, I'll be there to check it out and give you an estimate on Thursday, I would tell the seller, if I, if I need that estimate for negotiations or something, it'd be useful to tell the seller that we'll probably have it by like Monday, because then if the contractor's late or something, the seller's expectations are still properly managed so that they don't get mad. And then if you have, <laughs> whoa, got the Rona again. <laughs> and then if you, uh, and then if you get it early, um, then obviously they'll be happy that things are moving along fast. So just remember to manage expectations and everything that you do. All right. Sounds great. Any, yeah. any uh, final parting words of wisdom? Uh, Nope. All right. Well, where, where can they find you? Wear a mask. Uh, at 412agent <laughs> on Instagram. Um, you can find me at Bigger Pockets by my name and 412agent.com, all those different places. I feel like I give a different list every time. But the best place to reach me is just by calling in show at 412-212-8366. Leave a message with your name, where you're calling from, and your question, and we'll answer it on show. Yeah, perfect, man. You're doing all the work. I'm just... Exactly. I'm just a pretty face on the radio. What can I say? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks again for your time, Tony. Thank you, Jack, for calling in, and uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Peace. Bye.